0: the first congress with the new census redistricting lines, so chances are even if you have the same
1: federal representatives, their districts have shifted significantly. Due to retirements in the senate side, we'll see new leadership uh, for the health, education, labor, and pensions committees, as well as on the appropriations committee.
2: Meet with your senators, meet with your representatives, take that home, meet with them in their district offices as well, invite them to your your colleges, invite them to events. Create a strong relationship so that way when your elected officials know of federal funding opportunities, they think of you.
3: This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Kaylee Woods. This episode of In the Know will feature an in-depth discussion with ACCT's Vice President of Public Policy, Carrie Warwick-Smith, Director of Government Relations, Jose Miranda, and Senior Government Relations Associate, Rosario Duran. We'll take a closer look at the legislative priorities for the 118th Congress and the important issues that could impact how community colleges serve students. For any new listeners out there or anyone who um, is actually a regular to the podcast, my name is Kaylee Woods, and I'm the new digital media and communications specialist for ACCT. I'm also the new host for the In the Know podcast. Um, So today I am joined by a few of my ACCT colleagues who seem to have their hands full with our upcoming National Legislative Summit. Um, So why don't we just start by going around the room and giving a couple introductions.
1: Uh, Hello everyone, my name is Carrie Warwick-Smith and I'm the Vice President for Public Policy here at ACCT.
0: Good morning, I'm Rosaria Duran and I'm the Senior Government Relations Associate here at ACCT.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Jose Miranda, Director of Government Relations at ACCT.
3: Great. And so in a few weeks, ACCT members from across the country will be flying into D.C. to meet with their legislators and really advocate for those policies that are prioritizing their students' needs. Um, So does anybody want to just give a brief overview of the NLS for anybody who may be attending for the first time? Um, What kind of things can they expect to see?
2: Sure thing, I'd be happy to Kaylee. So the NLS or the Community College National Legislative Summit is the premier event for community college leaders and stakeholders to advocate on behalf of their students and their institutions in Washington DC at the federal level. Uh, We usually have uh, notable speakers ranging from administration officials, to members of Congress, to policy experts. So our attendees are able to hear from many different viewpoints from around many different issues that are impacting our institutions and our colleges. It's also a really incredible opportunity to network and share with your peers, learn from each other, and most importantly, it's an opportunity for you to highlight the wonderful work that's taking place at our institutions and the impact we're having in our students and our communities to your lawmakers, to your senators, to your representatives, as well as to administration officials.
3: With the NLS just around the corner, we really wanted to dedicate some time to having some conversations about the legislative agenda for this Congress, as well as some of the policies and issues that are most likely to affect your community, your institutions, your students. Um, So why don't we just jump into it? So we're officially in 2023, coming off the heels of President Biden's midterm elections. So let's start with catching up. Anything we may have missed at the close of 2022?
2: Yeah, kind of a big thing. I think when while all of us or most of us were enjoying our holiday break, taking time, Congress was finishing up the year with a bang uh, with passing the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023. This is our fiscal funding year for the federal government, which started back in September, actually, but they had delayed its uh, authorization and its funding until the end of the year. Uh, I think it was a significant victories for a lot of our institutions and a lot of our the programs that we care about. Uh, some to highlight is the Pell Grant Program, which is the pillar for financial aid for students. Um, that got an increase of $500 for the maximum award for the next academic year. Uh, the Strengthening Community College Training Grants, which is a community college specific workforce funding got a sizable increase, the bigger one we've seen for this program of $15 million, from $50 to $65 million. And one that we're really excited about is a fairly new program that was first funded in the FY22 uh, appropriations bill, which is the post-secondary student success grant. It's a completion grant that was originally funded at $5 million. It got a $40 million bump for FY23, FY meaning fiscal year. Um, So we're really excited about that. It's a program that Our institutions can use to advance and advocate for our students and ensure that our students not only enroll but also successfully complete their programs and get the benefits of a post-secondary education.
0: And for any of you that want to take a deeper dive into some of um, these priorities, we have created a fact sheet and it's up up on our website under the advocacy section. It's uh, labeled
3: fact sheets and summaries. And what can we expect for 2023? Um, What are some of the major factors that are guiding your work?
1: Um, Thanks, Kelly. So, you know, shifting away from the end of the 117th Congress and looking forward to the to the now uh, beginning of the 118th Congress, uh, we're going to see some significant changes based on those midterm elections that we mentioned earlier. Um, So, first of all, the majority in the House of Representatives has flipped from the Democrats to the Republicans, as I'm sure our listeners know and and have seen uh, covered uh, in the press with the results. Um, But that does uh, affect our work and how we approach our legislative priorities. Um, It also affects the the elected officials that we are working with. Um, So in addition to that change, there are also several elected officials uh, who retired, uh, or who were unsuccessful in their bids for reelection. So that means there will be uh, many new faces or, or familiar faces in different roles moving forward. Um, some key changes that we're looking at is in the leadership of the House. Uh, with the Republican majority, we have a new first-time speaker in Kevin McCarthy of California. Um, but additionally, uh, longtime. Uh, leaders on the House Democratic side, including uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, have stepped out of their leadership roles, even though they are still part of the Congress. So the minority leader for the Democrats um, is a Hakeem Jeffries. He is in his first term as leading the Democratic caucus in the House. Uh, on the Senate side, the Democrats did retain the majority and gained one seat, so we will see how that plays out in committee assignments, but the Senate's going to look a little more familiar. Additionally, um, due to retirements in the Senate side, we'll see new leadership uh, for the health, education, labor, and pensions committees, as well as on the Appropriations Committees.
3: And what additional changes are coming for this Congress? What preview can we give for what ACCT public policy will be working on this year?
0: Well, uh, this is the first Congress with the new census redistricting lines. So chances are, even if you have the same federal representatives, their districts have shifted significantly. Um, maybe your school was in one district, it might be now in the neighboring district. So um, that's one thing that we'd like our members to keep in mind when um, doing research for uh, these meetings is that they they want to make sure that they're meeting with the right office and that they're aware of the shifting um, districts. As well as uh, something Carrie alluded to is that there's a lot of new members From both parties. So there's a lot of ground to cover on our end of just meeting with these new offices as they staff up and making sure that community colleges is a top priority for them.
3: So, Rosario, I know you mentioned that there's been some redistricting going on. Um, So how can members know which district they're a part of, who the representatives are? What's the best way to find out that information?
0: Well, that's a great question. Um, Actually, if you go to our website, acct.org, we have under the advocacy tab, there's an action center where you can find your new representatives as well as um, send them messages.
3: Okay. And Jose, did you want to talk a little bit about the green sheet?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So coming to what a preview of our work for this coming year. A lot of our work will be guided by what we commonly refer to as a green sheet, and I'll explain that now. But before that, let me give you a little bit of a context. So with the start of the new Congress, there is a document that we always publish. We only publish it once every two years, and it aligns with the new Congress. That's our legislative agenda. That is a very comprehensive um, document that includes items from various different policy uh sections in our federal government that impact our community colleges from reauthorizing the higher education act to tax policy to student support you name it it's all there that document guides our work for the next two years but things change from year to year so in order to be more focused or more tailored in what we do we also develop what is called our legislative priorities and that is uh, commonly referred to by many of our attendees as the green sheet. Uh, disclaimer, it's printed on a green sheet. <laughs> so you get to see both of these uh, documents at NLS next month. But the the green sheet is essentially a excerpt of our legislative agenda where we take a look at what are some of the big ticket items that our members are asking us to continue advocating on. But what are also some of the items that we see there might be a possibility of advancing in terms of legislative victories or making some progress, whether that's in funding or a bill that is coming up for reauthorization or something that we think congressional leaders might be interested in looking at for this coming year, for 2023. So that's what we have in terms of the NLS. It's not yet unveiled. Um, And I hope that you all will come to NLS for the, for the unveiling, and also we'll get to have a session there where we talk about it and be able to answer questions.
1: And for those of you who are really anxious, we do have a webinar uh, helping to prepare uh, for NLS on January 25th uh, that is open to any ACCT members, um, and that will be the sneak preview of the green sheet. And, you know, as we're designing it, kind of building on what Jose said about looking for opportunities uh, and areas that might actually move forward in 2023, uh, we're really trying to focus on uh, issues and bills that have bipartisan support uh, and that impact community colleges. And that's why we do this kind of shorter version for the legislative summit that's more point in time than the legislative agenda that covers the entire two years of a Congress. Um, so to give you a bit of a sneak preview, uh, two a- two areas where uh, there's been strong bipartisan support in the past that we're gonna be featuring include the Workforce uh, Innovation and Opportunity Act known as WIOA, uh, that bill is due for reauthorization, uh, past due, in fact, and so we expect to see the education committees in both the House and Senate uh, work on reauthorization for uh, workforce investment as part of this next Congress. And think that that, based on conversations in last Congress and draft bills, that there could be opportunity of bipartisan. Work and compromise to get that bill through. The second bill that we're looking at, and this is the first time that the community colleges have dove into this bill, so I'm particularly excited to do so, is the Farm Bill. Uh, The Farm Bill uh, started nearly 100 years ago uh, with a much more narrow focus, but now encompasses really both agricultural issues, commodities, subsidies, but also our food security policies and programs with the country. So it is uh, overarching on our food production and food security. It is also highly bipartisan and unlike many of the bills uh, in the education space that go on for many years in a past due reauthorization status, the Farm Bill pretty much always passes on time. So this year, the Farm Bill uh, expires on September 30th, and we expect that Congress uh, will work and will pass that bill on time. And so we're looking for uh, how uh, community colleges and their students are impacted by that. And so two areas, one, we have rural community colleges that are increasingly working on uh, ag-related industry and workforce training. Uh, so we'd like to see how that relates to the bill and how we can get support for those schools. And then second, for all of our colleges, the SNAP food security program lives within the farm bill. And so you know we're looking for some changes that will make it easier for community college students to enroll and participate in the SNAP program. And then finally, as always, of course, we will work on appropriations. Uh, We expect the appropriations conversations to be quite different now that we have a divided Congress uh, with Republicans uh, in charge and a different party, the Democrats, leading the White House. Uh, Part of Speaker McCarthy's bid for election to that post was to promise a cut in federal spending. Uh, So we expect that the appropriations negotiations are going to be highly fraught and uh, quite different than they have been for the past two years. Uh, so we will need to spend time uh, making sure that some of the gains we've made over the past two congresses are not lost. And with
3: everything going on, what can community college leaders do to make sure that our institutions and our students are continuing to be supported by our federal government?
2: Shameless plug: Attend our NLS, um, <laughs> the, and, and and not just yourself. Dates. Yes. Uh, uh, there are, the NLS takes place on February 5th through 8th, uh, so it's a couple of weeks away. Um, and I would say not just bring yourself, um, the rest of your trustees, your college president, but also your students. Your students are going to be some of your strongest advocates in front of um, our elected officials. They, uh lawmakers like to see the direct impact that their program and their supports are having, and students are the best example for that. So I highly encourage you to bring your entire team, as well as your student leaders. And not, I like to think of NLS as not just like a one-off thing, but also the beginning of your advocacy. So meet with your legislators while you're here, meet with your senators, meet with your representatives, take that home, meet with them in their district offices as well, invite them to your to your colleges, invite them to events, create a strong relationship, foster a strong relationship. So that way, when they think of opportunity, when your elected officials know of federal funding opportunities, they think of you. And when they think of higher education, community colleges, post-secondary education, they think of you, they go to you for any questions, they go to you for any concerns, and that way you can be a resource to them the way that they are being a resource to you. Um, The NLS is also a good opportunity to learn from others around you, from your peers, from your colleagues, learn about the various programs that are happening across the nation, what is working what can be innovative, what you can take back home and adapt. So I think it's a really good opportunity to have a voice at the federal government, but also a learning experience on behalf of the entire community college community.
3: And for anyone who's listening to all of this and is you know, getting kind of excited about the opportunity to potentially meet with their legislators, how would somebody go about registration? Are there any deadlines?
2: Yeah, so in terms of registering for the summit, uh, You can, I think you can register even on site, but I do want to flag that we have a hotel block uh, at the hotel where it's taking place at the Marriott Marquis in Washington, DC. We have a deadline for the hotel uh, of January 18th. So it's coming up a week from now, uh, next week. You can go to nls.acct.org to get more information. There you'll be able to find our schedule at a glance. You'll be able to register there. Um, You'll be able to get some additional content material, which I think Rosario will touch on uh shortly just so that you can be better prepared better equipped both for your hill meetings but also for attending the NLS as a whole so any questions you can definitely go to nls at org, and you can find your answers there
3: okay and we mentioned the NLS website so i just want to ask if somebody is new to advocacy isn't really sure where to begin with all of this, um, what tips or tricks do we offer to kind of help get them started and acquainted with what they are going to be seeing when they come to DC in February?
0: Right. So. Um... Thanks for sharing that, Jose. Um, For those that are new to advocacy um, and just want to know where to begin, I think that our NOW website is a really good spot. Um, It's now.acct.org. And we have uh, our blog post there, which is we're always um, updating and providing content, um, timely content there um, on the latest happenings and news that are of interest to community colleges. We also have our law alerts. Those go out um, every Wednesday. uh, And so that's our weekly newsletter with the latest updates from the Department of Education the latest updates from Congress um, and we also regularly post grants there um, which will be helpful to your um, community colleges and then also um, in addition to that uh, it has a link to our advocacy toolkits and just our general toolkits page and that can help you year-round on uh, best practices for setting up those meetings and building up those relationships year-round um, so if you can't come to NLS you can do that work um, at home, meet in their district offices, host town halls, etc. And also, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to Public Policy team here. We have um, our email, it's publicpolicy@acct.org, and we're always happy to help um, any institutions with their individual questions.
3: Great. And so before we close out, what can you guys kind of tell us about the 117th Congress versus the 118th Congress, what are we kind of dealing with? What are we looking at here?
1: Well, we're definitely moving into a two-year time period that is going to have a different feel from the last two-year time period. Uh, You know, for the 117th Congress, it was the first half of the Biden administration, and Democrats had control of the White House, Senate, and the House of Representatives. Uh, we are now moving into the second half of the Biden administration uh, with more of a divided government with Republicans controlling the House and also the impending presidential election uh, with former President Trump already declaring his candidacy and pretty much daily news stories about whether President Biden plans to run for re-election. Uh, I, I expect at least that we're uh, going to be talking about 2024 for even much of 2023. So definitely a different feel there. Um, kind of looking forward, I expect to see more uh, administrative actions and initiatives. Uh, this is something that at uh, at the end of his terms, uh, President Obama called phone and a pen. And so I expect to see President Biden take up uh, that similar uh, mindset Um, Additionally, uh, I anticipate seeing many investigations coming out of the House of Representatives. Uh, Oversight is one of the jobs of the House, and now that you have uh, two different uh, parties in the House and in the White House, um, we expect to see several investigations. And in particular, I mentioned that uh, because Representative Fox, who is the incoming chair of the Education and Workforce Committee, uh, has promised uh, much digging into the actions the Biden administration uh, and Secretary Cardona and his Department of Education have taken in relation to uh, student loans, student loan forgiveness, uh, student loan repayment plans. So I expect to hear a lot of that uh, in the coming months. And I think the challenge for ACCT and for community colleges and you know, in partnership with our sister organization Uh, the American Association of Community Colleges is really finding the areas of bipartisan agreement where we can support uh, forward motion for community colleges and their students, um, and also making sure that uh, programs and policies that work well for our colleges and help protect our colleges and students uh, are protected if uh, there are changes that are recommended. So you know, those will be the two areas uh, where we're focused for the next two years. And we look forward uh, to working with all of our members. Uh, and as uh, Rosario and Jose outlined, we have many resources and we are here uh, to support uh, our colleges in their advocacy work. Uh, and, you know, look forward to the two years to come.
3: Well, I want to thank you all for joining me today for this episode of the In the Know podcast. Clearly, we're looking forward to February. NLS is coming up quickly, um, but I think it'll be really interesting to see which listeners um, come out and support and really make the charge for um, their their institutions and their community.